With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. the blitz and here's Brady he dumps it to Wiggins down to the 30 and now no question about it they are in range but they gotta hurry maybe he can spike it right here and that's, stop the that's clock that's what he'll do he'll spike it here seven seconds they got Vinatieri in range I'll tell you what Tom Brady just did gives me goosebumps and now with no time out Good morning, everyone. Welcome to FPC Radio Live. It is February 3rd, 2023. And um, my somber tone, obviously, uh, is based on the fact that, you know, the guy, the guy, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Tom Brady, on the what would be the 21st anniversary of that game, of that clip I just played, uh, has officially announced his retirement. And uh, no, it you know, just I know this happened a couple days ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, I didn't avoid coming on here to do this. I was actually away, so we couldn't actually do this show. But um, the two days have given time for us to reflect and uh, uh, approach this unfortunate end to uh, just obviously, in my opinion, and I think a lot of other people's opinions, the greatest quarterback of all time, uh, putting a, a end to his uh, storied career. And, um, you know, John, I look, I'm sad. What can I say? I'm sad to see him go. I'm not so sad, Ian. And the thing is, I think, look, 
the guy is the greatest football player ever. He's in the conversation with maybe a half a dozen other athletes of the best player ever in team sports history is right there. It's tough to compare, obviously, you know, a hockey mm-hmm. player to a football player, what have you. Uh, but in a sense, I think that last year was so trying for him on and off the field. And I've always said this about Brady, you know, obviously a type A, 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 A plus personality who's so invested that there was going to be a time where he just woke up and felt like, okay, I've given enough. I just can't do this anymore and put all the time in that it's going to take to get back on the field next year at the age of 46 Mm -hmm. and try to go through it again. I think he just felt at this point it was time to move on to the next chapter in his life, which will include making $37.5 million a year in the Fox booth uh, next season and a million other things he could do. Look, the guy could lay in bed for the next 12 months uh, and and we we support him doing that because Mm -hmm. he's given it his all. So I, I was surprised but not shocked that this happened. Uh, but I, I think it, I, 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 I'm a little worried about him, though, because he, he, this is what he is all about. Right. I mean, eats, sleeps, drinks football like when that is missing, you know, hopefully he'll adjust to the rest of his life. And I think he will. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, obviously, I, I, I agree to some extent, like I, I wouldn't want to see him go through the type of season we saw last year. It was certainly trying and, and it was at times painful to watch, not because of his play, but just because of the circumstances and what was going on. But, you know, at the same time, John, again, I mean, the, the guy was still elite. Um, obviously, last year he was the best quarterback in the league. I, I don't really care about who won the MVP. I mean, I, I've, I've made my case more often than not. And this isn't a, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Aaron Rodgers hate thing. I mean, if anything, you've seen me defend Aaron Rodgers more more often yep. uh, than not lately. So, um He's your second favorite quarterback, I think. I, I, look, a, I, actually, right now, he may be your favorite quarterback yeah, in the active, NFL now that Brady's retired, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, well I look, think so. I, I mean, I've, I've always liked Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, I've always felt the uh, obligation to push back at some of the um, over-the-top uh, kind of analysis that, that comes with Aaron Rodgers. And now, obviously, has been that torch has been passed to Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, again, that it, I don't know if we'll get into it this episode because I want to talk about Brady, but uh, that uh, – uh, that situation is, is something I feel like we're, we're there, there's no coming back from. I, I, I have a lot of problems with how he's being covered right now, but um, that's beside the point. Uh, obviously, uh, Brady uh, hanging it up. And, and look, I mean, we just talked our, on our last episode and, and it kind of, you know, makes makes it all, all so uh, relevant. But we were talking about the possibility of him going to San Francisco and how that situation would play out. And, uh Look, I mean, it's obviously the idea of a 46-year-old quarterback starting on a new team is is, is something that would have been tough. Uh, but if anyone could have done it, it would have been Brady. And, you know, even going back to, to Tampa, you know, that situation could have happened. But, you know, you're not going to be able to put exactly what you need around him to, to possibly win a Super Bowl. I mean, you're always going to be a Super Bowl contender. But, you know, at the same time, it's like they're so limited with cap space. So, yeah, you know what? It, it, it did seem appropriate for him to uh you know walk away at this point and and certainly with his health and that's that's one of the most incredible well look there are a lot of incredible things about his career and and some have nothing to do with football um one his health you know obviously I mean that does have to do with football but you know what I mean like the ability to stay healthy and to uh maintain this consistency over uh, a quarter century essentially, you know, mm-hmm. and 
do so at such a high level is I, I don't think is ever going to be matched. I mean, you can have all the fun in the world you want uh, projecting over the next 15 years for Patrick Mahomes, but the reality of it is that's just ridiculous. You can't project 15 years into the future, uh, certainly in a sport like football and certainly um, at a position like quarterback who, look, we've seen all more often than not. And by that, I mean pretty much every other example of older quarterbacks playing late into their 30s tend to just kind of lose it and fall off that proverbial cliff that Max Kellerman wanted to, to give Brady. But um, so, you know, to, to project that a player is going to do X amount of things for the next 15 years into his 40s is just kind of absurd. you got to let the thing play out before we can make any sort of uh, proclamations. Uh, the, the, the point is Tom Brady has set the bar so astronomically high that any talk about a potential uh, dethroning of him as the greatest quarterback of all time, or and, you know, to, to make the, the old heads happy, I'll say greatest of the Super Bowl era, so I don't get any pushback from you know the Johnny Hughes and the the, the autograms of the world, fans of the world. Even though, again, you don't want Clark Judge mad at no, no. Hey, look, I well, you you know me. I I mean, I have uh, as much me respect too. absolutely as, as you could possibly have for the the previous generation, and I I, I think I've you know, when we've done our top 10 quarterback list, um, we talked about that and we, we really dove into that. So this is no disrespect to the old game. And, and I try to bring this into every sort of discussion we have about the greatest players. Um, I just think regardless of era, I mean, it's just you can't you you look at the, the just sheer amount of success. I mean, the numbers are great, obviously, you know, I. You know, maybe we can do what what Mahomes fans do, and we can compare Brady's start to those of you know from the 1970s and and see how good he was. You know, compared to them, um, there's error adjusted numbers. Obviously, you know the the total like uh, throwing the most passing yards in the history of the NFL is is phenomenal. Um, obviously, you know Brady's had an advantage playing in the more modern game than than others, but just the sheer difference. Uh, and the, and basically lapping the competition. That's what we're talking mm-hmm. about here in a lot of situations, not only wins-wise, but, you know, certainly in the postseason. And that's something that you cannot dismiss, but unfortunately a lot of people do and just chalk it up to, well, you know, Brady's the greatest, uh, you know, he's the most accomplished, but he's not the greatest. No, he, he's the greatest. He's the greatest. And, and anyone who's suggesting that, oh, you know, you just use Super Bowl wins or why do Super No, it's not just Super Bowl wins. It's everything. There's no player in the history of the game that even comes close. First of all, <laughs> first of all, no one in the league has thrown more yards or pa- touch, passing touchdowns than Tom Brady in the history of this entire mm-hmm. game. So the idea of just saying that it's uh, uh, about rings, I mean, it's just silly at this point because, you know, that that's that's a 2006 argument where people were still trying to cling on to Peyton Manning being the better quarterback when it was very clear that despite the the very different ways they came into the league, Tom Brady was a better player. And and this is, again, no disrespect to Peyton Manning. I have him as my third greatest quarterback of all time. This mm-hmm. is just kind of putting into perspective how great Tom Brady was. And, you know, one of the things I saw, someone posted, and, and I, I'm going to try to bring it up because I, I want to give him, give him credit for it, but uh, someone who was a, you know, an admitted Brady hater. And there's a look, I get it. I understand. I mean, look, I hated the Yankees growing up. You know, do you think you think I wasn't going to say you think I was going to say anything nice about Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez? You kidding me? Screw them. 
The only one I liked was Mariano Rivera. That was because he blew saves to the Red Sox. So I understand <laughs> sports hate. I get it. But I, I think there's a reasonable, like you can hate a player, but still re- respect him and, and, and recognize that their greatness is unmatched. And I, I think that's a level-headed, really good sports fan. And then you have the ones that are just like, I hate them. And, you know, we're going to say anything that we want to, to kind of, you know, to kind of just push your, your narrative or agenda. So um, this person in particular just kind of talked about how um, when he was watching football as a fan, and it's a Robbie underscore NFL, so a um, little fan on Twitter. So, uh, But he was talking about how watching, uh, you know, as a football fan, you hated Brady because he won. Okay, understood. But, you know, he decided to take a shift into trying to become a coach and learn the game. And what he said was, the more he watched from a standpoint of I need to learn how to how this game works and how to become a coach, that's when he learned how good Tom Brady was. And I think that really mm-hmm. speaks volumes because and I, I talk about this all the time. I've said it before. I think he's by far the most mechanically sound quarterback you're ever going to meet. If you mm-hmm. need to, to put up an instructional video of how to, you know, your footwork, your hip work, everything, Tom Brady's, you know, that's that's the prototype right there. You follow what he does. The problem, John, it's not flashy enough. And and, and quite often it, it kind of looks boring because he's so efficient at it. And I think that's the biggest disparity between those who appreciate his game and those who think guys like Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, yada, 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 are so superiorly talented. Um yeah, no, that's 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 not how it works. I mean, that's that's the point I'm trying to say. He's so mechanically sound. He's going to make every right adjustment. He's going to play the position exactly how it's it's textbook play. And just because he doesn't run around doesn't make him a lesser talented quarterback. So I think a lot of people um, have trouble reconciling that. And and I think the the abundance of attention that you know off platform throws and you know no look incompletions gets it kind of overshadows well tom went out there and perfectly executed pocket movement um through the same way every single time his arm motion was the same every single time consistent accurate and with a whole hell of a lot of velocity again the guy didn't retire because he sucked that's the one lie he told us john he didn't retire he said he was going to retire when he sucked well he didn't have a great season last year but he certainly didn't suck and his velocity, his accuracy, and basically everything physical, he's still capable of doing. But, you know, at a certain point, though, it, it's do you want to? And I think he wants to to an extent, but not to the level that he knows he needs to have to have a successful season. To your point, even 90% of what he normally does is enough for him to say, you know what, maybe it's not time anymore. I think David Ortiz said similar things when he retired. Look, 2016 was one of David Ortiz's best seasons ever. Yep. He was an MVP candidate. He was still a great hitter. But he decided at that point, as he was then 40 at that point, that all of the things that he had to do to get ready to play every day just got tiring and it was too much. And we've heard this from athletes. You know, am I going to spend three, four hours in the morning working on my body to make sure that it's it's – you know, nimble enough to go out there and play and the recovery and all of that stuff and watching the diet and, and making sure I get the proper sleep. Like it's mm-hmm. you're so committed 
to your craft that it's 24-7 for these guys. And I think at some point with Brady, it was just like, I'm done. You know, I think everybody kind of reaches that at some point in their life in terms of even whatever they've done for work. They're like, okay, it's time to now just enjoy myself. And that's going to be the case with Tom Brady. One of the most interesting stats, and again, he's more than just stats, but um, you look at Tom Brady's postseason record, right? It's 35 and 13. If you take away his seven Super Bowl winning seasons, his playoff record is still 13 and 13, which is outstanding considering you're taking away his seven. It's better Super than Peyton Bowl Manning's. <laughs> Peyton, Manning's career, <laughs> Peyton Manning's 14 and 13 yeah. in his career as postseason. My guy, Aaron Rodgers, 11 and 10. Those are the second and third best quarterbacks of this century, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, with Brady obviously being number one. Take seven Super Bowl winning seasons away, and his playoff record is still comparable to Manning and Rodgers. I, that that's, just that blows my yeah. mind. That that's crazy. That's like I don't even know what to compare that to in any sport. Or you know, I we used to hear this a lot about um, you know different baseball players. Like if, if Henry Aaron had never hit a home run, he still would have had three thousand hits. You know, yeah. you're kind of like, whoa, well, that's kind of a bit crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah. So that that that's where we're at with him and. And, and again, I, I get your point and I agree with it that I think we both really love football and study it and we like to pick the brain of people that know more about football than us rather than trying to be the guys who think we know everything about football. And the thing that is Brady, he, he's attacked the position almost like an engineer, like a mm-hmm. scientist, right? Very, very um, cerebral, precise, cerebral, precise. Now, there's other quarterbacks, and look, I love Aaron Rodgers. He plays the game with a little bit more flair, more artistic in nature. Mahomes certainly does. So, you know, there's all different ways to do it. But to punish a guy because he's so precise, that's wrong. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you what. If I got on a plane and I saw Tom Brady as my pilot, I'd feel very safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. I mean, he would he'd land that plane. If Brett Favre was my pilot, I'd be it might be a little rough. Yeah, I was going to say, it might, might, might be a little uh, rough sledding there from that. But, you know, and that that's unfortunately, that's, that's going to be the case, especially in a highlight reel generation where, you know, you can sit there and, and prop up, you know, in cool, incomplete passes and, and kind of, you know, and this is, this is a great example of it, John. Um, you know, we often talk about the, well, we don't, but the Chiefs fans do, and, and by, extension we have to react to them talking about the incomplete pass uh they're calling it the greatest incomplete pass ever well if if, if we're going to start ranking incomplete passes well there was nothing better than that incomplete to randy moss in super bowl Ooh. 42 where tom brady threw the ball nearly 70 yards across the field because he went from oh. one side to the other and pinpoint accuracy and again it was mechanically sound and not flashy so no one cares and <laughs> the ironic thing is that would have actually mattered had Randy Moss caught it. Whereas in Mahomes situation, they were down 31 to nine. The teams were just going through the motions to finish the game out at that point. So um, again, we're, we're getting to a, a point now where the uh, just the, the discourse is, is off the rails. And, you know, part of that, uh, you know, part of the reasoning for it is there, there's no way to, like I said before, rec- how do you, how do you accept the amount of success that Tom Brady has. Well, unfortunately, for 23 years, people have obviously said, well, he was a six-round pick, and there's no possible way that a six-round pick could possibly be this good. So what was it? Well, it was the coaching. Well, it was the defense. Well, it was the help. It was this. It was that. It was this. But over 23 years, he kept winning and winning and winning. And the only people that, you know, said that, you know, this he was just a product of the system, never watched the guy in, in, in college. 
Bill Belichick didn't make Tom Brady. They refined each other. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. They were the best for each other. But Tom Brady was Tom Brady in college. I mean, just go look at his Michigan career. 20-5, and five, multiple comebacks, big situations. I mean, the guy was phenomenal. He just had, he was in a terrible situation with, with a coach that didn't know what the hell he was doing and wanted to, to prop up the, the Drew Henson prospect. So, again, this idea that he was a nobody or just a guy is absurd. So instead of accepting that, well, maybe just everyone was wrong when evaluating, evaluating Tom Brady, they just go on this excuse train where it's like, oh, well, obviously he was a, a game manager early on, and, you know, the defense did this, the defense did that. No, look, by 2005, between 2001 and 2005, Tom Brady, there was only two players that had thrown more touchdown passes in that stretch, you know, where he was a quote-unquote game manager. Um, he was fifth in the league in yards during that time. He was three-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl MVP, a runner-up for an MVP, and he led the league in touchdowns in his first full season as a starter. So this idea that he was some sort of game manager, mm-hmm. some sort of guy, just a guy, is absurd, and it's objectively wrong. So um, people just can't accept that. And, you know, they're still living in the fact that, well, he was a sixth-round pick, so obviously, you know, that was an accurate... Um, representation of who he was as a player. No, it wasn't. And and I think, obviously, we can look back now in hindsight and say that him getting drafted that late was probably the biggest gaffe in the history of football. Yes? Yeah, Joe Montana was a third-round pick. Johnny yeah. Unitas was a late-round pick. And, you know, again, it's not an exact science drafting these quarterbacks. We've seen it throughout, as long as we've been watching football, right, guys go first. Jamarcus Russell was the first overall mm-hmm. pick and was a complete bust. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that part of it is, is immaterial to me because once the draft is over, he comes in, he competes, he makes the team as a rookie and moves up the depth chart from fourth to second going into 2001 and then gets his chance. And you know what? That's what life is. When you get your chance to take advantage of it, he did. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. So yeah, that part of it, I mean, look, Mahomes was the second quarterback drafted in his draft. Mitchell Trubisky actually was drafted ahead of him. So, you know, we're supposed to say that, well, you know. Why was Mahomes the 10th overall pick? And again, 10th is better than 199th. I get it. But my point being that, you know, um, there's a lot of miscues in the NFL draft. I mean, Alex Smith went first. Aaron Rodgers went 25th. I'm sure San Francisco would have preferred to have taken Rodgers instead, but they didn't. Well, and and again, I mean, this is part of how, you know, now how Brady is evaluated or looked at, mostly from fans that really didn't watch him early on. I mean, and, and that's that's the that's the most evident thing. It's like most of these people again, and it's not it's not really a knock, but like you really got to be at the very least my age to to really have appreciated that early part of his year. And I'm talking, I'm, look, I'm I'm 36, going on 37. So you know, anyone, and there's a lot of people. How you know how much of Twitter is is uh, populated by folks in their 20s? Well, guess what, folks in their 20s we're not old enough to have watched his early part of his year. So what are they doing? Well, they're basing it off just box scores and like, Oh, he's look, he only threw X amount of yards in the first Super Bowl. Do, do you not understand like how really, I mean, he was great. He was great. He was great in that playoff run. Uh, or, or obviously he got injured in the, in the AFC championship game, but like people will point to not, well, he didn't score. He didn't throw a touchdown against the rate. Well, he rushed in for a touchdown. First of all, second of all, it was a goddamn blizzard. 
And right. <laughs> if you watched the game and you actually understood what was going on during that season, um, he threw for 317 yards against the Raiders, a team that had not l- allowed a player to throw more than 275 against them all season. And you're talking about a team that had Darren Woodson. You're talking about a team that had some really good Eric Allen, I think. Eric Allen, yeah, there. Eric Allen yeah. was still on that team. I mean, that was a good team. Yeah, Bill, yeah. Bill Romanowski, I think he was on that team. He was, <laughs> he's a character. But the point is that Raiders team was was they were great. I mean, hell, they went to the Super Bowl next year. Rich Gannon was the MVP, all that stuff. Um, so you know, again, people just don't, you know, they can't reconcile the 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 the, the fact that oh, he he was just a guy that everyone missed on. I mean, that's, that's what it was. And, and it, it kind of speaks to what the quarterback position is because it isn't about raw numbers. It isn't about arm talent. It isn't about that. I mean, it is, but it's really about what's in your head and your ability in that sense. And, and no one no one surpassed Brady or come close to that sense. And, and again, as great as guys like Patrick Mahomes are right now, he's not Tom Brady. And if you want to have this discussion in 10, 15 years, sure. But that's about the only time it'll be appropriate because that's about what you're going to need to do to even come into the ballpark. Because the way these things work, John, is, well, a bar is set. In order for you to raise that bar, you actually have to surpass it. You can't, you know, give credit for things that you haven't done yet. And that's that's kind of where we're at right now or have been really for a while because, you know, we're, we're getting I think it's a lot worse now. But we were getting a lot of the same things about um, Aaron Rodgers early on in his career. Oh, you know, most talented ever. And it's it's kind of funny, John, how he's all of a sudden been pushed to the side. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, no one talks about how talented Aaron Rodgers is. And that's absurd, by the way. I mean, again. That's that's why he's your favorite active yeah. quarterback. Because <laughs> he, he actually, I, it's I'm pretty just, cool, too, I'm isn't just changing, it? That, I'm just changing uh, uh, from a red guys. 12 to a green 12. Maybe there a black 12, maybe a... Maroon and gold 12? I, I don't know. Maybe a green one. I think, oh, yeah. Maybe or not, green not a four. Green yeah, I was going to say not a forest green one. I, I would, I would, uh, I think I would that's, go full that's gonna Rogers happen. hater. Uh, I'm, I'm all in favor of that. But but the thing is, with, with, with that being the case, is here we are nine days before the Super Bowl, and it's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers dominating all yeah. the sports talk, which I think is pretty cool, right? You know, the two old guys are like, you know, we can still make news. Obviously, one retired, and the other one was at a golf course yesterday, uh, you know, was asked where you're playing next year. He goes, it's not San Fran. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe San Fran doesn't want a good quarterback, although there's no way in hell Green Bay is trading Aaron Rodgers and San Fran. They've made it pretty clear that if they trade him, it's going to be to an AFC team, which does make sense. Although if you can get more from San Fran, trade him there. He's only going to play a couple of years, yeah. you know, you go from that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to the, the thing with Mahomes, Mahomes is sensational. And look, and I think you're seeing fewer spectacular plays with Mahomes, which I think is a good sign, right? You know, because mm-hmm. I think he's maybe getting better as a quarterback. I mean, he, he had to beat you from the pocket on Sunday against Cincinnati. He did a really good job. I mean, his touchdown passes that he made on Sunday were great throws. They weren't, you know, uh, behind the back. They were really good throws, accurate, powerful throws. So he's getting better as a quarterback. So, But let, let it breathe for a second, mm-hmm. right? I mean, w- when LeBron won his first title, I didn't come badgering on saying, oh, he's the greatest player ever. You know, I waited till he won his fourth, which, you know, four to six is pretty darn close. And then, you know, you contextualize both Jordan and LeBron's career. Now you can start to have that discussion. Um, let let this guy's career play out. You know, if he wins a week from Sunday, now he's up to two. You know, that's impressive. But you can't be the greatest quarterback of all time with even two Super Bowls when the greatest has seven. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, let's not forget, like, the whole thing before was, well, Tom doesn't have four. 
You know, Joe Montana, the greatest quarterback right. of all time. He has four Super Bowls. So that was always a benchmark. And, it, and again, it's not all about Super Bowls. It's it's important, and it's absurd that people will. And that's the other thing that bugs me. I, I just I can't believe that people so casually just dismiss winning and success as non-factors. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point of sports? Not just football, but sports or any competition, rather. It's to win. It's to be successful. And mm-hmm. and how can you sit there and say, oh, it doesn't matter with the in the greatest of all time talk? And it, that's that's absurd. That's absurd. And that's again, that that doesn't show you have any interest in having an actual conversation. That just shows that you have a, a bias that you can't get over and, and some irrational hate for the guy. Um Baseball is the one sport where I think you kind of take that out of the equation a little bit. Because, I mean, if you put together the 10 greatest players in the history of baseball, you, you actually won't see a lot of World Series titles. Yeah. Well, so, but, you know, I, I yeah. think that that's the one sport that they kind of, and it's weird because that's the most individual sport. But in the end, it's such a huge team sport because, you know, the greatest players only get, what, four or five at bats per game, whereas in football, the quarterback dominates. So mm-hmm. it's really up to him to win those games. But, yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you're a Martin Brodeur guy, right? Oh, and, yeah. Part of you, a part of your argument is you won what three Stanley Cups? Well, I, I with, with a, I, with I a franchise look, that wasn't exactly you know coming in with a lot of history. That's 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 impressive to win and, three and just Stanley obviously Cups. Obviously, the wins, the shutouts, obviously were important, oh, and, and the play, Lord, yeah. and, and the playoff success. Um, but but I'm not like I might think he's the greatest, and honestly, I don't I don't know if he's the greatest. Like that's the thing. I'm not sitting here pounding the same. Hundred percent, he's the greatest. I personally think he might be Marty Brodor, but the, he's but right the, in there. Yep. But I, and I've said it so many times. I mean, I, I think the that uh, mid '90s to early 2000s. I think that was the greatest era of goaltending um, that we've ever seen. Because you know, talk about some of the all time greats, and and even the the mediocre quote unquote goaltenders during that era were were something else. But um, you know, going back to Tom Brady, though, even when he won his fourth Super Bowl. Obviously, I thought he was the greatest at that point, but I understood mm-hmm. when people pushed back because, okay, so you've won four, but he's also he's lost a couple. You know, he didn't have quite the the lapping resume that he ha- obviously has now. So there was discussion, and and I know people, you know, some people were probably like, "Oh no, you were probably telling saying he was great." No, I I really wasn't. I, I swear I was not like sitting here saying after three Super Bowls he's the greatest of all time because I, I felt like <laughs> that was a fairly reasonable judge of the game and i looked at it like well yeah what he's doing is incredible but other guys have done more and well what's it got after super bowl 51 though there, there was absolutely no oh. discussion i mean that that was if if you were on the fence that put an end to it not only because it was the fifth title and not not just because it was the fifth title it was the comeback it was that to- total season and then everything after that was just I mean, icing on top of the cake. I mean, it, the, to think that he won two more Super Bowls after that is is absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, when he won the fourth, I, I at that point said he's the greatest ever because the, the discussion at that point, in the modern era, again, I put Johnny yeah. United's number two in totality, but in, in the Super Bowl era, I always had Montana number one. But when Brady got that fourth Super Bowl, and I remember pushing back against people, people were like, well, Brady lost two Super Bowls. I go, well, it's better to lose Super Bowls yeah. than lose, I don't know, wild card games or not make the playoffs. Like, how are we holding that against Tom Brady? They actually but got to least, the Super Bowl now 10 then, times. At least then, it was somewhat of a legitimate case. If you if you were still trying to argue Joe Montana, you you I don't think it was terribly ridiculous to bring up the losses. But, again, 
at pretty much after everything after 2014, it just made it absurd because now all of a sudden, you know, he's been to 10 Super Bowls because at that point it was seven Super Bowls. And, and again, you're, you're separating clearly. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was, it was uh, six Super Bowls he had been to. Um, so clearly, you know, he was separating from the pack at that point. But, you know, if you were a hardcore Joe Montana guy, you're probably sitting here thinking like, yeah, you know what? I, I still think Joe's the greatest. I know he only went to four Super Bowls, but he won all four. Tom won four, but he also lost two. And and, and look, it, do, do I agree with that argument? Probably not, no. But I'm saying it was far more legitimate than what we hear now, where it's like, well, Joe was four and oh, well, yeah, okay. Well, Joe Montana lost to the Giants in back-to-back season by a total of, what, 66 to six? Yeah, they didn't even score a touchdown in either yeah. game. He had a three-game losing streak in the postseason, as did Brady, you know, at, at some point in his career. It happens. I mean, these guys aren't, you know, uh, machines. I mean, they're, they're going to have their ups and downs, and there's other players on the other side that are going to try to combat them. Um, I always looked at it as like medals in the Olympics, right? So Brady has seven Super Bowls, so that's seven gold medals. He also has three silvers. Yeah, losing those three Super Bowls, where Montana has four golds and no silvers, and so a whole hell of a lot of bronzes. Up. If you want to count, <laughs> uh, yeah, a, well, so Rogers performances. Is, <laughs> Rogers is the guy with a lot of bronze yeah. medals. He's got, he, he's got a he's got a gold, he's got a gold and four bronze yeah. medals. Um, so, but. Yeah, you, the, the, there's all different ways to look at it. That's why I always push back with LeBron when they go, well, Jordan was 6-0 and in the finals. I go, okay, so Russell was 11-1 and in the finals. You're going to hold that one loss against yeah. him? Uh, you know, LeBron was gone to 10 finals like Brady, 4-6. and six. Yeah, He probably should have won two other ones, and then the argument would be even stronger. But just getting to the finals is, is an incredible accomplishment, and that's why you got to give Mahomes some credit. He's going to his third Super Bowl, which is two more than Rodgers has gone to. Yeah. So, you know, give him credit for that. And, no, absolutely. And, um, yeah, so that, that's you know that's why there's going to be all different levels of, of discussion. But I mean, anybody that doesn't think this guy's the greatest quarterback ever is is it's insane. If you just peeled back and looked at everything and said, "Holy crap, this guy just lapped the field and yeah, wins I mean, and yards the, the and touchdowns only, and longevity, everything." The only way you can do it is by you know, again, basically dismissing certain aspects of it, ignoring certain aspects of it, and then just really lying. I mean, the, people do it all the time on Twitter. They, they lie, lie, lie. And, and uh, I say lie because the data's out there. And people know it. They see it. But they ignore it. Like, you know, I, my, my favorite thing, and again, I, I, I love this tradition of, of claiming that Brady always had elite defenses because he had top 10 points per game defenses. And not coincidentally, no one ever mentions any other defensive metric other than points per game. Why, John? Well, because that's the only one that favors that argument, and that's only if you ignore everything else. So, like, you know, Mahomes, oh, he's always had a top 10 defense. Well, guess what? Patrick Mahomes, based on that, has had three top 10 defenses. (laughs) Why hasn't he won three Super Bowls then with those teams? If that's all it takes, that's all it takes. Or, you know, the other argument being like, oh, he's unathletic, you know, Brady rather. Well, how did that superior talent help Patrick Mahomes at Super Bowl 55. Like I, I, I thought, I thought that ability, that talent discrepancy was what separated him from Brady and, and all the others. Why well, didn't help? You know what I mean? No one asked those mm-hmm. questions like, Oh, he's got all this superior talent. Well, what good is it if you can't take advantage of a situation like that? Because that's what people tell me. He has escapability. Oh my God, John! He's a—he can make any throw. Aaron Rodgers can make any throw. Patrick Mahomes can make any throw. Just look at him run around. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything to me. I, I'd rather see the guy 
I mean, you can make the same pass from the pocket if you know how to manipulate the pocket and play the quarterback position. That's what Tom Brady does at, at the highest level that anyone's ever done it. Yeah, no, I mean, the, these are all things that, that have to be considered, and there's a lot of nuance with this, and people don't want to get into nuance because uh, actually it takes knowledge and a lot of hard work to go there. Yeah, and it's just I mean, easier to say, look at this. Look exactly. at this shiny toy. And, and again, I'm a Mahomes fan. I love him. I think he's great. I think he's the face of the league right now, especially with Brady retiring and Rodgers maybe on ayahuasca. I don't know. Yeah. But he's, he's, the face of the, he's the face of the league right now, and I think he's a really good face. He seems like a really good kid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he seems to work his ass off and, and or his butt off and wants to be um, a guy that, you know, is a great player. And I love that. You know, he's, he's totally invested. He's respectful of his teammates. Loves his coach. I mean, it's all all the good things that you want to see. So I have I have no issue with him being the best player in the league and the face of the league. Absolutely, he's, he's, I think he's a guy that's mm-hmm. likable without oh, question. Absolutely. But, but let's not prop him up to you know exalted status five years into his career. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it, let it breathe. That's what I always say to people. Maybe this is advice for Tony Romo more yeah. than anyone. Let it breathe. Yeah. It, well, I mean, if again, you talk to some Chiefs fans, you think. They, they hate Tony Romo because he it's it's so it's it's funny. I mean, look, I'll bring this up just because I, I think this is it, this isn't just me complaining. This is this is kind of my never ending campaign, um, I guess, against uh, this ridiculous era of sports analytics that we're in. And um, I don't know if you saw it, but I know anyone who saw my timeline knows that I commented on it. But uh, Dan Orlovsky came out with his mm-hmm. on first take, his top five greatest quarterbacks of all time and he had Brady one because I mean again at this point if if you're doing if if you're saying otherwise you're Rob Parker and you're 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 a tool right you know that that's what you are but uh this has nothing to do with Brady I'm not going to sit here and, and 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 say that I mean he was right obviously number one but again that's like putting your name on the SAT yeah you're going to get 800 points or whatever it is by just putting your name that's kind of what that's kind of what that is with a top five quarterback list you, you, you're going to have to put Tom Brady you're going to get points on it but he put Patrick Mahomes number two of the greatest wow. quarterbacks of all time. No Joe Montana on the list, by the way. Hmm. I know you'd like John Elway. Um, uh, uh, Dan Marino was on the list. Um, Dan Marino was on, but not yeah. Joe Montana. Yeah. Was was Peyton Manning on there? Yes. Yes. No. Okay. Yes. Hold on. I'm going to You know what? I should have I should have had it ready uh, at the get go. I was just so focused on the number two spot. Well, um because I, I just I just think that when you look at the quarterbacks, to me, again, Super Bowl era, it's Brady, Montana. I go Manning, Elway in that order. And, and now that Manning has two Super Bowls and Elway has two, you know, what Manning did winning five MVPs and kind of reinventing the position, kind of reinventing the sport. I mean, he was like the first star quarterback that could walk into the front office and demand things, yeah. right, from ownership. Uh, a la LeBron James, no other quarterback's really been able to do that as much. I mean, Brady had to go to Tampa to do that. So those are the four guys. Now, start the arguments for number five. Um, I always put, you know, Rodgers, Favre, Marino, you know, and, and Mahomes is going to creep up that if he continues to play at this level, but let him do that. Yeah. But to leave Joe Montana off the top five, what, what are we doing? Yeah, and, and again, it's, it's, it's just, it's pandering, and it's kind of pathetic. Again, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, ran out the back of the end zone because he didn't know where it was. <laughs> and it's like, this you're supposed to be an NFL player. And I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to respect someone just because they play. Uh, we've seen all too often that former athletes of that particular sport aren't necessarily the best or, or the, the wisest. I mean, again, 
people like you know they'll 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 sit there and say oh it's 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 Dan Olofsky is cool because he's riding bikes with Mina Kimes and doing things with Swagoot. No, these are these guys are all and and girls are all actors. They're just performing mm-hmm. and and in this case, I just I, look. I think it's pathetic. I think it's pathetic pandering for likes or just a reaction, and it really has no basis in reality. And and quite frankly, it's it's insulting to to a lot of players that came and went in this league long before to to put Patrick Mahomes who let's break you know at the end of the day I know I know Nick Wright ta- tell, calls him like the greatest postseason performer ever I mean well if, if you get to play the Texans every fucking game or oops sorry guys <laughs> I got you started <laughs> yeah with you, got, you got me started you know look I've already taken, you I've already taken the Bad Lord's name in here. vain and you know, I know. drop the F bomb, okay. but you know it's all right. I I, I fortunately he's do played not. in two super. He's played in two Super Bowls. He's played pretty horribly in seven quarters. Yeah. He had a really good fourth quarter, and again, he's one and one in the Super Bowl. That's that's good. I mean, that's better than zero and two. We'll see what happens on Sunday against that Philadelphia, or week from Sunday yeah. against Philadelphia. So yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody's just kind of losing their mind at some point. Yeah, and it, and it, again, it's 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 honestly it's a disservice to fans because I, I don't I don't look. I don't necessarily blame casual fans. I'm not using casual as a as an insult. I mean, there, there's fans that pay attention just on Sunday, and then there are people that are truly invested in everything that happens every day of the week. That's fine. I mean, that's that's why the fo- game of football is great, and that's why it's so popular, because you have a good mix of, uh, of both. And look, I don't blame those fans for, you know, parroting what those guys on TV say, because, well... Not that it means anything, but there's some inherent credibility that's given to people that are on TV on ESPN, even though it probably shouldn't be because, you know, as we know, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything if you're on TV. We've seen a lot of buffoons on TV. Um, so, you Isn't know, it I, almost like with politics too, Ian, where oh, it, mm-hmm. now people are taking what people's opinions are as fact. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. God, they, yeah. We, we see it's, this it's, in, in the political world as well, right? You're like. If you're conservative, you listen to Fox and whatever they're saying is gospel. If you're liberal, you listen to MSNBC. What they are saying is gospel. It kind of gets this way with sports. I mean, it's kind of bled into sports. Yeah, I mean, maybe the other way around. It started with sports. Yeah, exactly. So now that becomes that becomes fact. You know, opinion becomes fact, which is is dangerous. Well, and and unfortunately, and the worst part about it, John, is a lot of these opinions aren't based in reality. Right. Like they're they're based on false narratives or half truths, I like to say, because that that's that's how you get people in to the argument. You you give them a, and Nick Wright's great at this. I'll give him credit. He's mm-hmm. great at, at utilizing these half truths and twisting and turning them to fit his narrative. And that's great as an entertainer. That's a talent, sure. But don't sit there and, and show me his opinion when you're trying to win an argument about sports because I, I value it less than I value um uh, uh, ice cream uh, up in Toronto in ten degree. I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I it's like, just not going to happen. Like, I, I like if you're going to sit here and and give me uh, a quote from Club Shay Shay, I'm going to laugh you off and say I don't care because this uh, this I have I have no use for anything that Shannon Sharp says. And you say, oh, he's a Hall of Fame tight end. Great, good for him. Doesn't mean jack when it comes to the football commentary. And as we've seen. Just because you're a former athlete, and this is an exclusive to Shannon Sharp, we're seeing it all over the place. Just because you're a former athlete doesn't make you a great commentator or someone that knows everything. They all have agendas, they all have roles to play, and that's what they do. And it's entertaining, sure, but it's not football commentary. And unfortunately, to your point, that's people are using it as fact and, and doing doing so that way. So, um, 
I'm sure we'll spend more time on this. Obviously, next week we're gonna going to uh, really start shifting gears into Super Bowl mode and, and get ready for the big game because I do think it is going to be a, a really good game. But uh, for now, we will have to say bon voyage to uh, Mr. Tom Brady and, and hope that maybe in 38 days from now he decides to change his mind once again because uh, I'd be okay with that, although that's just me, a fan speaking, not necessarily a... Uh, <laughs> just I'm trying to hold on to my childhood, John. That's all I'm saying. He's... That's all he's, if he does that, he's going to be football's Hamlet or Ross Perot. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want that. Don't want that. So, no. all right, folks, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, like I said, we will be back on Monday. So uh, give us a follow on Twitter at FPC radio live. And of course, head over to fullpresscoverage.com to check out all the latest and greatest. So thank you everyone. And we will talk to you then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.